Hello boys and girls, welcome to the Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast with PJ and Mike. Now please find yourself a seat at their table. Hey kids, I'm Mike. I'm PJ. And today we'll be discussing our favorite 90s TV show events and shows. So um, this is kind of gets a spiritual successor to our favorite 90s shows, which is more like sitcoms. Uh, things like that, but ours is gonna uh, show today is gonna revolve around like TV events and other TV shows that are not really in the sitcom realm, but definitely one staples of the '90s. So, uh, PJ, we always start off as you know with a uh, childhood memory. But what was the TV event you look forward to in the '90s? Anything kind of sticks out in your mind? So what sticks out in my mind? It's not really a moment or an event. Um, it's just the first thing time I remember having to say, I need to be home at a certain time to watch a show. <laughs> right. And, and for me, the, I, that was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. cause we were kids in the nineties. Right. But I remember especially like the green ranger was always my favorite. Right. And he was gone and they were introducing the white ranger. And this is yeah. when I remember, I think this is like season two of the show or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to know who this guy is because they replaced my favorite Power Ranger with this clown. Who's right, this right. White Ranger gonna be? Yep. And I—that's the first time I remember having to be home at that time, at that moment, so that I could find out what was gonna happen in the story. And then, of course, you find out he's back, right? It's the same guy. Yeah. Um, but, but for me, that was like must-see TV. Like when I realized, oh shit, TV has this big of a, a piece of my life where I need to make sure I'm in front of the screen at a certain time. Uh, was Power Rangers and also Batman the Animated Series for me was like an event every was like every day like I had to be home to see who Batman was going to fight. Yeah, I always got I always remember like too like when you would watch the episode if it was a Robin episode I always got extra excited if you knew Robin was going to be in the in the episode. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, great choices, man. <clears throat> for me, I put for I guess an event I always look forward to, and this is like in its when it was in its pinnacle was the MTV Video Music Awards. I used to love. You know, um, that kind of that award show. I mean, we talked about it actually maybe on our first episode, how awards shows <laughs> have yeah. changed, you know what I mean? And how they are not no longer like must see TV, you know, due to mainly due to social media. But I remember um, uh, the MTV Music Awards, particularly the years of 95, 96, just because I just loved the acts that year, you know, um, maybe because it was all my favorite bands and artists, but like, you remember, I remember Smashing Pumpkins opened the show with Tonight Tonight and Billy Corgan's wearing a dress yeah. where they're playing that very epic song. I remember the Chili Peppers is when they had Dave Navarro on guitar. They played Warped. There was another one where they had Pearl Jam with Neil Young. They were playing Rockin' on the Free World. Uh, no Doubt. The Fugees. PJ, do you remember when, um, you'll remember this, definitely, um, when uh, Biggie, you know, you know, he was murdered, passed away, yeah. and then uh, Puff Daddy, where his name is, P Diddy now, whatever. But he basically he had his own tribute song. He basically sampled, you know, every breath you take by Sting. Yeah, yeah. And he opened up the show. He had like a white suit on. Yeah. And wasn't had, Sting with him? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it was like Faith Evans, and like remember it was like Musk, because I think he opened up the show. MTV was like blowing it up, and it was like Musk. You know, you really wanted to see. It. I did like that song too. You know, Sting's, of course, the Police's version, of course. Yeah. You know, the OG, and then Puffy's, but um. Yeah, I just remember, like, like I had to see it. You know, I wanted to know who would win the awards. And um, I used to really look forward to those shows, you know, especially in the 90s. I said MTV, those videos were at the 
the pinnacle they're at their best during that time period and do, I think do you remember i don't remember which year it was i don't know if you remember the year but howard stern was on it yes and he had the like he was ass man or whatever he was yeah, and fart, man. Ass, yeah. fart man yes fart yeah. man <laughs> And he was like just flying through the crowd. His ass was hitting people in the face. I mean, that was so memorable. Yeah, you could never do that now. Oh no way, no way. But even like the spectacle of like certain things. I remember like Eminem. He did uh, like the real. He had like a million slim shades. Yep. Like a bunch of guys with the blonde hair. And um, I used to always like Chris Rock. He used to always kind of host it. And I remember he used to be like, "This is the, this is the award show about best video, not best music." He's like Spice Girls. Great video, not a great song, <laughs> but a great video. <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, but yeah, I used to always look forward to uh, that show back in the day. So really special stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of curious, PJ, uh, what other favorite shows or events uh, that you uh, kind of nostalgic for? I, I don't know if it's a count as a show. Yeah, uh, but I think, uh, or or even my favorite, just maybe the most memorable '90s television moment for me i want to start off with a big one do it uh the oj simpson car chase yes that was i mean it wasn't a show it became a show because it became the court case (laughs) and you wound up watching it was gripping tv it didn't matter what age you were you're like i'm gonna watch this you were watching a court case on tv it became its own tv show but that chase Mm -hmm. with the white bronco i think that defines 90s tv that has to be one of the highest rated anything ever Oh, yeah. It was like people were glued to the TV. They're like, what's this motherfucker going to do? He's yeah. just driving. Like, I mean, it was everyone was glued to their TV. No one knew what was going to happen. Did he kill these people? Why is he running from the law? He's locking himself in the house. Now yeah. there's a court case about it. The, I mean, the lawyers were characters in that. Like, it, it was like, oh, you couldn't make it up. But like Johnny Cochran and the glove don't fit. You must have quit. They were characters. They weren't even like <laughs> it didn't even feel like you were watching a professional lawyer. They was. There was so much media. It was a circus. I think that's one of the biggest 90s TV moments of all time is that entire thing, starting with that car chase. And like you said, we opened the show saying like, like must see, like you had to get home at a certain time. I remember like going home to see like afternoon cartoons, you know what I mean? Like whatever. It's maybe like Disney afternoon, want to watch Gummy Bears or Rescue Rangers. And then I remember it was all over the channel. Everywhere. I used to get frustrated because then when they had the court case, you know, in session after the chase, you know. They would actually put that over, you know, everything. And I used to get pissed off. I'm like, I can't believe this is on right now, you know? It it replaced TV. It replaced everything that was happening. You weren't watching a cartoon. You weren't watching a soap opera. You weren't watching the news. All you could watch was OJ in that car and then the the, the court case. It was crazy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So – for me, PJ, this was really more of a television show, but for me, it was must see TV. And I think it's I, I think it's kind of faded into obscurity. But uh, you remember the show Ghost Rider? What yeah, a W. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that the Marvel guy. So folks were listening. So Ghost Rider is basically like these group of kids, and they had to basically solve mystery like a Scooby Doo type thing, and yep. they had like a like a typewriter, and like Ghost actually used to type on it or a computer, whatever it was. And he would help them solve mysteries, you know. But I remember as a, I mean, I, don't, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen it since, you know, 20, 30 years or whatever it was. But I remember like, like wanting to solve the mystery and um, yep. those kind of shows were, I think, like, like uh, very popular in the 90s where it was like somewhat like, I don't know if interactive is the right word, but like, I don't think they had like, that was like, like 
maybe you got like something like in the mail, like everything was like mail, mail in, we'll send you a free like, you know, some, or like a you know a crossword puzzle and you yeah. like play with the show. I think it has like some kind of element where you wrote into it. It was very big in the nineties. So I think we talked about I think you talked about it too about was it Flat Stanley or that stick guy? Stick Stickly. That's stick it. Stickly, yep. That was a big thing with like mailing crap in yep. you know, mailing your letters, mailing this and I just remember I think Ghostwriter had that element too. Um but yeah. I'm uh, I, I, I do remember that show. I used to watch that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter, what's another TV or or event moment you uh, remember? Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is an underrated huge TV moment that people don't talk about anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, happens on a show that really wasn't as successful as it could have been. Right. Uh, Ellen. Right. Yes. Never, never heard her own TV show. She had a sitcom, right? Yep. And it, it wasn't the biggest hit of all time but what i remember about that show even watching this i was young when this happened i wasn't like and yeah i don't even think i was a teenager yet yeah i don't think Mm -hmm. and uh she came out on the show as being a lesbian and that wasn't happening anywhere uh in the t on tv it was still very taboo i guess at that point but i remember the scene um and i did no research for this i remember the scene she was in an airport yeah i guess she was trying to chase down whoever her love interest on the show was and uh, she was trying to tell her what was happening. And when she she wound up speaking into, like, the microphone at the at the gate. So the entire airport heard her come out. But was really a metaphor for the entire world hearing her finally come out. Right. That was a big, big, big moment on TV. On a show that was pretty funny. Uh, that you yeah. didn't really get. It, it died right after that happened. I guess the world wasn't ready for it. But yeah. It was a big yeah. moment on TV for a show that was generally pretty funny and pretty good. Yeah. Good one. Mm-hmm. I think for mine, this is, I guess, another MTV thing, is uh, Total Request Live. I had that on my list. Yep. Um, that was another thing. Where I would come home from school and, you know, I just remember, like, I mean, I don't know if that was actually completely accurate. You can actually call in. I don't know if I really believe that, but maybe it was. I don't know. But, you know, because it was always the ones that were, like, top radio hits. Always. I mean, like, you know, you had the Backstreet Boys. They did have, like, corn or Limp Bizkit on it. But those were, like, your, you know. uh Kid Rock. Yeah, yeah, ball yeah. With the ball but I always, number one. Yeah, but like, you know, I guess, you know, we're spoiled because we live in New York and like, I don't know, it always makes me very proud to see like, you know, Times Square in the background. You know, I always like Carson Daly. I think people kind of goof on him now. I, I, I always. Yeah, but he was a great his... host of that show. And he, yeah. he knew enough to not make himself bigger than the music videos, bigger than the guests in the studio. Yeah. Just those interviews that Carson Daly did were just like with Britney Spears. That was mind blowing. And, you know, Kid Rock and, you know, you know, remember they had that Foo Fighters on there and Mariah Carey. Yeah, you know, I remember she had like one of those off the wall kind of segments. You know, wasn't that when she was like going crazy? She, <laughs> yeah. she just showed up and started like doing yeah. weird stuff. Yep. Snoop Did Dog. you always find it odd? I always found it odd that like somehow the guests in the in the studio, whoever they brought in, always wound up on the countdown that day. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's why I think like you were saying before, was it rigged or not? I think partly it was because. You couldn't have one of these people in the studio and not have their video on the on the countdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it was just almost like a uh, like American Idol. You know, I think yeah. that was kind of. I don't really know if that's really voting. I think they, of course they take it into an account. You know, but but I think they have a plan ahead of time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. What do you got next, Mister PJ? Uh, let's see. I have a few things on my list. So this actually is something I remember happening. Um, it was a weekly event, really. It's TGIF, right? And I think we've oh, yeah. spoken about that mm-hmm. on other episodes. But there was one week in particular that I always remembered. And every episode 
of for the TGIF shows took place in Disney World. You remember that week? Yes. Yep. And it was yep, like, like Boy Meets World for whatever reason they were in Disney yeah. and like they uh they had a family vacation to Disney on Full House and I was, like okay. I think that was right when Disney like bought ABC I guess yep. and they were doing like this cross promotion and that, that just for some reason I always remember that week of TV. Yeah, I think one of the episodes it was it might have been Full House. I think definitely Full House. Maybe some other one because I remember one they they actually take the sword out of the stone was yes. one. And one where, like, they rubbed the genie's lamp or something like yep. that. You yep. know? And, yeah, that's funny, man. Yeah, that cross. <laughs> um, TGIF in general, those shows were great because um, it was for everybody in the family. You could watch TV with everybody in the house but, and not have to worry about what was going to be on TV. Yeah, we talked about it on our last night, Best yeah. Night TV, and that lineup was spectacular. Talk about must-see TV. That was so special. You know? And I think we talked about it, too, about Nick at Night or Snick. Yep. Snick on Saturdays. Snick. Yep. You know? Uh, you know, had all that and space cases, all those kind of shows. Mm-hmm. Nick at uh, Night was great because it played all the old shows, like yeah, all these old TV shows that as a kid you wouldn't necessarily even know about, but you could watch them. It had like I Love Lucy reruns, but yep. I'll always remember my favorite Nick at Night TV show. I had two of them. Mm-hmm. I loved Happy Days. Yeah, I loved Happy Days. Absolutely. Uh, I could watch that today on a marathon and never change the station, and I'd be fine with yep. it. And and maybe one of my became one of my all time favorite TV shows was uh, Welcome Back, Cotter. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and you know it's a it is a '90s TV event because that was when Nick and Knight was on TV. So even though those shows are old, they had this resurgence during the '90s, and then they got their own station. They did TV Land. Yes. Yes. Spun out of uh, Nick and Knight. Yeah. Uh, but those shows were such a great time because even though they were old for everybody else, every episode was new for me. Yes. So, mm. Something I enjoyed during the '90s. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know this next thing is um, it's still around today, but I think it's it's kind of like the MTV Video Awards. It was at its best during the '90s. It was actually the Thanksgiving Day Parade. You know, I hate the parade now. I hate it with a passion. For multiple, but I still years. watch it. I still watch it, of course, out of tradition. But I hate it now. I feel they talk too much over it. I know Matt Lauer's gone. Whatever knuckleheads they have there. I mean, I like Al Roker, but, you know, they talk too much during it. I feel like I never see the balloons. I feel like they do such quick, all these, like, quick yep. edits. I feel like I'm watching an action movie. It's like all these quick edits. Like, can we just have a stable shot of, you know, Snoopy coming down <laughs> or Santa Claus? And they know? have all these musical acts. I never know who they are. Ugh. It's like they find the most obscure people. Mm-hmm. And they bring they they bring them out on these floats and they're singing it and you just don't care about it. Yep. I mean, just I mean that's a rough day. I mean, no one wants to work that day, even as a yeah. entertainer. That's a rough day. But let me just bash it a little bit more. Um, like I said, I, I I in general I don't I can't stand marching band music. You know, I understand the parades are gonna have that, but oh my god. But um, that always drove me nuts too as a kid. Where like you're waiting all this time to see Santa, right? And then they and they put the credits over it. Over him. You, you, they show him for five seconds, you know, he's got That's it, I'm Santa, bye. Yeah, bye, have a nice day. And, and they're right that's the best, the best in show, the best dog show. Like, I watch right that, that? Day, too. I always watch that. Right, but, but I guess. Better the than the parade. Right, but for me, the, the Thanksgiving Day parade in the 90s was, I feel like there was not these quick edits. It wasn't just a bombardment of advertisements. And, you know, it's like, that feels so rushed nowadays. You know, they where had I like better that, balloons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We used to have like a Superman balloon. Now it's like the balloons, yeah. I don't care who they are. They like got new characters. It's, 
right. guess it's not for me anymore because the parade's supposed yeah. to be, I guess, for kids. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I agree. It was better when we were kids. I don't know if it's because we were kids. I know, I know. But I feel like a big part of it is just like the way they film it now. It's just like yeah. too many. Like you never, never like you never have a steady shot on like SpongeBob or anything. It's just like it's just all these quick things. Yeah. But that was uh, I feel like in the heyday. You had that, and I think even Disney, because we talked about before, they even had their own like, like parade, or maybe it was an Easter yeah. parade, or some crap. They used but, to do uh, a separate parade in on like the Disney Channel and through the park. Yes. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, what else you got, PJ? Let's see what do I have here? Uh, let's see. I have a few on my list that I thought were big moments in TV. Um, and this one, some people, you either, I find that people either love this show or hate this show. There's very few people in the middle, mm-hmm. but there's no denying it was one of the biggest shows in the 90s and early 2000s is Friends. Yeah. And the biggest moment on TV I, that I can remember from the 90s is when Ross and Rachel finally get together. Wow. I, I can remember the scene. They're at Central Perk. It's raining. And uh, he's at the door. They think they missed their opportunity. She runs back the whole thing. But it was uh, I mean, that's such a huge moment in, in TV is Russ and Rachel finally getting together for the first time. That show was like for NBC was must see TV was the NBC slogan, right? It was must see yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think Seinfeld was the lead in for friends or friends was the lead in for Seinfeld, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it was Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the world came to an end for everybody right. every Thursday night, because you had to be in front of the TV to watch those two shows. And as Seinfeld was kind of, reaching its end uh, of, of its run and not as popular and not as big friends mm-hmm. was blowing up and becoming a huge phenomenon, a cultural phenomenon. And yeah. it was really, I don't think they were the best characters in the show. I don't think Russ and Rachel were the best characters in the show, but the show revolved around yeah. the two of them. And that's just a huge moment when they finally get together. And then it gets crazy because it's on again, off again, on again, off again or whatever. But that yeah. initial first yeah, yeah, time yeah. That they connect, it was such memorable TV. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good one, dude. Um, I'm not sure this is a big moment in television, but um, PJ, I have one question for you. Can you win Ben Stein's I money? love that show. <laughs> I mean, I just – Kimmel. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And I just feel like that show, I, I, I really enjoyed – I was always amazed. I'm like, what the hell is this guy? He was like a savant or something. I mean, He's what a very bright man. You know, he has a very interesting career. He was a writer for, I think, one of the presidents and, yep. you know, an acting career. Super bright guy. I mean, that was incredible, you know? I used to watch that show all the time. That was on, And it was on, like, Comedy Central, too. It wasn't yeah. like it was on a regular network. Yeah. Uh, that was That's a great pick. I used to love that show. I like that show better than Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I and because um, I remember the end, they put them in those two separate sound yes! booths. Yeah, it was like a booth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and they had like like earphones on. They had to you know yep. kind of see if they could outdo each other, you know. But he was crazy, man. Like, what the hell is that guy? You know, like, and he's wow. so entertaining. On top of being that smart, you know, he's also <laughs> funny. He's entertaining. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. great host. Yeah, he was. He that was a great show. He was great. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to him? You never hear from him anymore. I think he I'm, – I'm assuming he retired. Yeah, you know, because he was already like an older gentleman for like, – yeah. he he's like one of those actors who's always been old. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he, I remember him in The Mask. When he would he explained the uh, what The Mask was, the Jim yep. Harry. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then quick segue because you talked about Jimmy Kimmel. Remember the Man Show? I, that's actually one of the things I was going to talk about. Oh wow! About. Okay. Show. Yeah, perfect. I mean, I don't know if that show would be on today, but absolutely not. <laughs> but it was it was uh, Jimmy Kimmel and it was Adam Carolla. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, it, and every episode ended with girls jumping on trampolines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I used to love that show. I like. I thought it was the funniest show, and I, I mean, I watched it every time it was on. But then they left. You know, yeah, they have, and they replaced them with two new hosts. Really, I have no, yeah. I have no memory of this. Yeah, so it was replaced with Doug Stanhope and Joe Rogan. What? Yes, and for whatever reason, it didn't pick up. Like they just didn't get over with the crowd the way, uh, the way Jimmy and Adam Carolla did, and the show wound up dying out. But they tried to give it second life after, uh, wow. after Jimmy and Adam left with with two comedians that. I, are, are yeah. generally pretty funny. I, I like Joe Rogan a lot. I, I've seen Joe Rogan live. Right. I think he's great, but it just didn't click on the show. Holy shit. I never... Wow, I'm totally mind-blown right now. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's a good segue because you just talked about Adam Carolla. I used to watch this show late at night. Cause oh, was, yeah. Yep. You know I what I'm talking about? Yep. Love Line. <laughs> With Dr. Drew. Yep. And I just remember, like, as a kid, I was like, oh, boy. It was kind of <laughs> like... Uh, um. Actually, this is, the most, this is a very tamer version compared to, like, uh, Taxi Cab Confessions on HBO, yeah. which I did love that show. So sneak it, you know, you know, kind of stay up and watch that. But I remember Love Line was, like, you know, it was sexy. Obviously, that was yep. the point. But I remember that was, like, very, like, mind-blowing. It's very young. And I'm not sure. I'm sure now you have the internet. But that was pretty cool, though, back in the day. And they were, like, it was almost like a live setting because then you could call and they have one where, like, maybe when the show got more popular, like, you could go to the set. Yep. Like, if you had a question – but, I mean, you would go behind this thing. Like, like a curtain or whatever. You saw, yeah, like, like, a silhouette. Yeah, yeah silhouette. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. Dr. Drew and that. And after he was there to provide comic relief, and he was there to be, you know, the uh, you know, straight man. was a man. girl on that show, too, wasn't there? But I don't remember what it was. You are correct. I have no clue. I have no memory. I did not do any research, but I did put Loveline on there. Mm-hmm. I remember that show. Uh, another show that... This one's not really a moment or anything. It's just a show yep. that I remember. I think it was the 90s, or it might have been the 2000s. I could be off, um, but was Fear Factor. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. That might have been late point. 90s, I think. Um, Good pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I watched that show, and I was like, holy shit, I would never do any of this. There's no amount of money in the world. Oh, no way, man. Just eating bugs, I can't do that. I can do stunts. I mean, yeah, who am I, Mr. Brave over here? But, you know, but I'd rather do the stunts than eating bugs and crap. Oh, my God. I can't do I that. Can't do it. There was one where they made them eat like a bull dick or something like that. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this shit. This shit's crazy. What are these people doing? Uh, How much money could they be getting? No way, man. No way. PJ, this is like another one, another TV show. And this guy is still around. um, But I think this is really when he was at his best. You remember it was with Bill Maher. It was called Politically Incorrect. Yes. Back when I didn't hate Bill Maher. Yes. Yeah, and his I feel like his he kind of does it now quasi to kind of have like somewhat of a panel, but back in the nineties, that show it felt like it felt like not a show now real time, but like I don't know, it just felt like you, you really felt like they like kind of like a podcast. They pressed okay, record, go. Yep. Just I always enjoyed the conversations. Yep. And, um, you know, some of the most I guess more uh, well known episodes like when they had like the wrestlers on there, Rowdy Piper. You know, and uh, I remember there's actually a good one where they talk about – they would pick different topics. There's one with Luke Perry's on it, and they were talking about um, people who were going to be in marathons, like, and the same 
should handicap people have their own separate marathon? They're like, yeah. And there's one guy wanted to um, <laughs> be in a motorized um, wheelchair, and they were debating should you let that guy <laughs> on? And, and it was a very funny debate, you know, about that is pretty initial, funny. Yeah, but uh, well, Bill Maher is a comedian, and on yes. top of being a news uh, uh, yep. a news personality, whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. but he's a hundred percent intolerable now. I can't even watch his show now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but politically incorrect was uh, a good show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else you got here, PJ? What else do I have on my list? Uh, let's see. I have a few more on here. PJ, I have about two more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, I think, two or three more, too. So, all right. Uh, this one, again, uh, not a TV show, but a, but a news case or, or a news moment. Oh. Uh, Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was another one when he came out on the TV and he had to say how he did not have sexual relations with that woman. That was another big thing that monopolized TV. That and Monica yep. Lewinsky, they were all over yep. the TV. And you couldn't help but watch it, even if you didn't want to, because that's all that was on with those news clips. and Right, yeah. And them being interviewed and all this other stuff. And it was like, it, it, it's just the whole world was tuned in to our president doing shenanigans in the Oval Office, right? It was just yep. crazy times. Mm-hmm. I think other two I have I'm just doing back to back in terms of just piggybacking off of you is uh Nancy Kerrigan, you know. Yep. Uh you know, with Tanya Harding, that whole that was insane. I remember, being as, I remember being as a kid, like I didn't really I understood it, I didn't fully understand it, you know? When I was like got older I did, but like wow, even that, I mean I never saw the movie I Tanya, but what a whole that I mean that that's insane. Um what happened there. Um and then I remember I I remember being as a kid, maybe being very confused with this. I remember my parents talking about it. It was Amy Fisher and Joey. Uh, oh yeah, that was huge. You yeah. know, another like all this stuff took place on like Long Island too. So it's like nuts. And you know what else is another big one uh, that happened around that same time was uh, the what's your favorite Lorraine Bobbitt chopping off uh, John Bobbitt's dick. <laughs> yeah, whoop. <laughs> yep. And that became such a big news story. They made fun of it on wrestling. Do you remember that with Val Venus? Yes. Yeah. The, uh, wow. They had the samurais do choppy choppy your pee pee, and then <laughs> he came out the next week in a, in a wheelchair with like ice. And his special guest he brought out was was uh, was John. Poppett. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I guess another news one I want to talk about. Now look, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Did I always watch this show? No. But I remember just always being like. Like, I felt like this kid, like, oh, I should really watch this. I should be smart. It's Nick News with Linda Ellerby. I hated that. <laughs> I could not stand it. What's the matter, PJ? You don't want to be educated? <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Uh, I think, you know, I think, you know, looking back on it, that was actually pretty cool that did that. You know, it was like, a good idea, like, but as a kid, I'm like, just put on the cartoons or yeah, something. Exactly, man. Yeesh. Ugh. I think, you know, looking back, if they wanted to engage people, they probably should have had, like, segments. I mean, not have something yeah. called, well, comedy right before it, but have some kind of maybe levity before it, and you, you kind of yeah. go back and forth. But I've always I think remember, it would play better now. I think young yes. kids now are more in tune with what's going on in the news. Yes. Touche. Yeah. But remember, Nick News with Linda Ellerby. And like oh, I, said, I hated it. I just yeah. hated it. I was like, please, just put on put on Doug. What is happening? <laughs> God, right. I could be watching Real Monsters. I'm watching this. Right. And I remember that that show was also another thing I was talking about before. Like night, everything was about mail, mail in, mail in a letter, mail in I don't know donations, and it was you know positive crap. But I remember like that show. I think was always telling me something to do. Do this. It was like all right, leave me alone. Like he said, 
just put on our real monsters, you know what I mean? But yeah. <laughs> so uh, what else do I have here? Um, two more things that I have. I'll just kind of lightning yeah. round them back to back. Yeah, do back to back. Mm-hmm. Who shot uh, Mr. Burns? Yep, absolutely. That was a huge event for The Simpsons. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, people of all ages watched The Simpsons, and they all wanted to talk yep. about who it was going to be. And then for me, a big, big, big one was the Seinfeld finale. Oh, and finding yeah. out if it could ever live up to the hype of that show. Yeah. Like, is there any way to end Seinfeld that doesn't feel like a giant letdown? And the answer to that wound up being no. There right, wasn't. right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good choices, man. Yeah, I think we talked about our uh, on our uh, best adult cartoons that we talked about, Mr. Burns getting yep. shot. And I remember, like, at that time, I wasn't super into Seinfeld, but I remember that being a big thing. Like, it was like a – it was the end of an era, really. Yeah. You know, so that was huge. Um, but, yeah, PJ, I kind of want to talk about now um, if we could bring back a show from the 90s and what would it be. And I think I think they did bring this back, but it, it failed. Um, but I think you should bring it back again, but – do it right this time is American Gladiators. Yes. I don't know why what the big deal is. Just you have those American ninja shows. Like yes. you have wrestlers. You have wrestling now. WWE's huge. I mean, not the pill of the nineties, but they have everything down to a science. How could they not? You know, and I used to love this show as a kid. And you know, they kind of. I'm watching actually the documentary series on. Oh, Netflix. it's great! It's great. It's, I'm on the last episode. I'm about to, about to watch it, but. I think that when I was a kid, I loved that show. And, like, it did a great – it was like wrestling too. Um, but obviously it was real competition. Right. You know, but I loved the Gladiator because, you know, certain ones you had crushes on or you wanted my arm to look like that guy, you know. Laser. Like, I look like Laser or Turbo right. or Nitro. You know, you wanted to look like them. Um, but I always loved – I always wanted – even to this day, I always wanted to do the last obstacle course, man. You know, I was just <laughs> – I just want to do it. But I can't believe – they haven't – I mean, oh, they redid it maybe like 10 years ago now. I don't know. But there's no reason why they can't bring it back, you know, and have like – you need the gladiators are the big part of the show because I think in the 90s they end up changing the roster. I understand people get injured or things happen, but you got to you – know, those are big – you know, they're, they become villains or heroes too, you right. know, like wrestlers. So um, – but I loved American Gladiators. That I always wanted to – What was it? The Joust, right, where they had like the big Q-tip looking yep. thing? I always wanted to do that event. Yep, 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 yep. I remember real quick. This is um definitely inspired by American Gladiators because um actually this park this park was probably biggest. I don't know when it came out. Maybe the 80s. It was called Action Park in the in New Jersey. Yep. And this place is notorious for being basically unsafe. Like a death trap. Yep. It was like a, the Wild West. My dad used to tell me stories. People get injured. People's clothes coming off because the rides were so insane. But when I went there as a kid, um. They had like a show, but it was basically um, more or less American Gladiators, right? So at the end, you know, um, let's say you and I were competing against each other, right? We had a – let's say, you know, I lost, right? Now you have to fight the final boss, right? All of a sudden this big – they had like a bodybuilder come out, right? He was like dressed in like military fatigue and everything, you know, jacked, you know, huge guy. He looked like – uh, like Mark Henry, like huge, you know, and you actually had to joust the guy, you know, and, but you're wearing like your vacation clothes. You're not wearing <laughs> knee pads and you're, you're right. but you know, um, but yeah, I remember they're just being wild, you know, but I would love to see that show come back. And, uh, yeah, I love American Glad, the video, everything. The show is so much fun to watch. It was great. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a much different type of show that I would bring back. Um, mm-hmm. 
I, I there's a couple of shows I would love to see come back, but a sure. show that I think would really play in a much different way, a different tone now would be right. Wings. Wait, I don't know if oh. it was 80s or early 90s, but I, right. I, I think I don't know. I mean, it was obviously based on an airline, right? So they were yes. in an airport a lot of the time. Can you a show set in an airport now? Right. I think that can it can play. You would have a different cast, obviously, but you would have different types of characters because now you know one of the characters on the show would be like a TSA agent. Yes. Mm-hmm. It would be a much different show, but I think there's still a lot of jokes that can be had in a, in a TV show set in an airport. I would love for them to bring Wings back. Um, I also put Cheers as a show. Yeah. I would like to, uh, mm-hmm. That ended, I think, in like 93 or 94. Yeah. It was more of a late 80s, early 90s show. I think a show set in a bar still plays today. Um, Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could if you would reboot it. I don't know if you just bring back the original characters. They're bringing back Frazier, so there's no reason why. Oh, you that's can't, right. Yep. No reason why you can't bring back Sam Malone and, into his bar. Um, I think that's another show that would play pretty well. I think people would like to see come back. I think I think a lot of the shows in the '90s that were really good, mm-hmm. uh, from like like a Cheers or a Seinfeld or a Wings, they still play today because those shows are almost timeless in subject matter. Mm-hmm. You can bring them back in a different setting, a different era, but still have it be really entertaining and really topical. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Um, I think another one for me that I think was um, um, that would benefit from being, uh, I guess I'll call it rebooted or anything, um, would it be the show. I think they had they did reboot. I don't know. It was called Sliders. I still love that show. You know, um, yep. uh, I just like the science fiction of it kind of thing. I remember just being like must see television and, you know, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. You have you have all these streaming. This. I know there's other sci fi shows, but maybe that like you said, is that, that must see television. I just remember like, you know, what my brother just kind of waiting to see that show come on. It was, you know, interesting. It was just different, you know, and I think all those shows too back in the day. I don't know. I guess maybe it's just it's not bleh, nostalgic eyes, uh, but like. I don't know. It felt like everything just seemed had like a like a like a looseness or a natural something natural, right? Like a science. Yeah. Everything just felt very natural. Maybe the way maybe sometimes I feel like things are even the way they're filmed, like the HD or something, makes it very like you know like you know like it, it just it doesn't takes it away the like the, the the magic of the filming, you know. There's a I forget the term, but there's a term for the that they use for when the shows look too real with high def. It almost oh. looks like a soap opera effect where it just doesn't yes. it doesn't make it look like it's filmed correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But um I mean, yeah, I mean uh, all these shows and all these like just events, you know. Um You know what else I would like to see brought back? Mm-hmm. It's not a show specifically. Yeah. But do you remember they used to do like movies of the week? Yeah. And they were just like hour hour and a half long almost long episodes of just they were they weren't necessarily connected to anything they were just tv shows that were longer they called it a, a tv movie and every week would be like a different story they don't do that anymore now it's just kind of like it's either a tv show or it doesn't exist you yeah. kind of have a little bit more of that with streaming because they, it's almost like directed tv now but yeah mm-hmm. the, the idea of the movie of the week they used to do like horror movies of the week and sci-fi yeah. movies of the week they should do something like that. I, I don't see why they can't bring something like that back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think um, I think it was on TNT or or TMC. It was called like maybe Monster Madness. It used to be like Joe Joe 
Joe Bob Briggs, you know, and he used to kind of introduce the movie. It was like a like usually like right. a horror film, you know. That was very big in the '90s too. Like used to have like, you know, the, like what was it, 25 Days of Bond? They play every, yep. or they had like the Sci-Fi Channel, like every Godzilla movie. Those marathons were very yep. big in the '90s, you know. Um, but PJ, I'm gonna throw a little bit of a curveball because I feel like this was a really big staple of. You know, for years, I feel like the 90s was really a, maybe like the pinnacle. And now I feel it's just completely dropped. It's actually late night talk shows. Oof. I don't even watch yeah. anymore. I mean, I, I, I remember like as a kid, like when you I used to like, oh, let me, like I said, watching Taxi Cab Confessions. And, you know, I've been talking about our last episode about, you know, watching HBO comedy specials. But like I remember like staying up to 11, you know. And watching, I felt like an adult, you know. And you compare those shows to now, it's like completely day and night. They don't even feel like they're for adults now. They're like completely cartoonish. I think they're all made, you know, they're basically filming clips to put on YouTube. On YouTube, you know. But I mean, like, how could I can't even imagine, like, you know, we're in our late thirties, and I'm like, I don't. This, these shows aren't. They're not interesting. The interviews are horrendous. You know, it's just, you know, like. Like I said, we talked about politically incorrect. You know, like when you used to see like Jay Leno's Jay Leno sit down with somebody, look, you could say you think he's funny or not, or even Letterman, whatever, it doesn't matter. You felt it was just felt like just real, you know? Yeah. Now it just feels like, you know, they come in prepared. I know mean, like, I know in general they always have an idea what they're gonna ask or the promoter. But film, it feels whatever, very but, rehearsed. Yes, perfect word. Yeah. Like Jimmy Fallon, when he does some of the things they do on that show where they're like the musical wheel of impressions oh. or whatever. Push this fake button and we'll see if it's a surprise. Can you, yeah. you know it's rehearsed. It's not entertaining. Uh, I agree. I, I feel like the last time late night TV or late night talk shows tried to be interesting was when Conan O'Brien got the Tonight Show. Yeah. And mm-hmm. nobody bought into it. And yeah. they kicked him off the show. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they put Jimmy Fallon and it's awful. It's just terrible to watch. Yeah. He's nothing against him, but yep. mm-hmm. it's not a good show. I don't think any of those guys is good. I don't like Jimmy, uh, the other Jimmy. What's his name? Jimmy Kimmel. Thank you. Yeah, him. I liked him, but we just talked about him. He was great on the Man Show. Now he's terrible. Yeah, just they just all these. I think if you really think about it now, I feel, you know, look, you, guys like Jay Leno, Letterman. I mean, they're not gonna be doing this forever. You know, I'm not sure exactly when they retired or that kind of stuff, but I feel like, um, it changed late night was when uh, you know, Barack Obama was going against John McCain. You know, and yep. was any. But that became like the real focus of that. You know, it doesn't matter who you vote. It doesn't matter. But the show really centered around those things. You have like, what was John Stewart, you know, the Colbert Report. Yep. And I feel like that kind of, they just took that formula and it, they ran with it. I know those shows are so political. It kind of took, you know, took away the comedy of it now. Now it just sounds very preacher. Whatever, regardless, whatever side, if you support that side, hearing it. Over and oh, over and over. exhausting. You and know? really, you're watching those shows for entertainment. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember um, – I recommend everyone look up Tim – I think yeah, Tim Dillon talks about it. Um, and this other guy on YouTube, um, I think his, his channel is called Burback, and they do like basically a retrospect of, of late night. And they both bring a point about like – I think Jimmy Kimmel had like the Muppets on. I'm not, I know like probably Kermit the Frog was probably on with Letterman at one point, but now you're like having this whole – I'm like, who is this for? Is this for like a 12-year-old or for right. like – they don't feel adult at all anymore. And I don't know. I, I think part of the reason why some of those talk shows, though, don't 
have the same impact or they're not the same as they used to be mm-hmm. is, is actually podcasts in general. Yeah. Because now you're not necessarily going to go on the Jimmy Fallon show because you're going on Joe Rogan. Yeah. You're going on whatever celebrity podcast and you're promoting yep. your stuff there. People can listen to it in the car, wherever they want. Sometimes there's a video, sometimes there isn't, yep. but I, I just feel like it's opened it up to having more people who are more entertaining or better interviewers um, there's less restrictions on what can be done. Yep. So some of these celebrities, they wind up on, on these podcasts with other celebrities who they're friends with. And, and it, it's a more organic conversation. And I think that's why some of these late night talk shows don't, don't do as well. There's too many other avenues for, for promotion now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Great point, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you said, podcast, this, even like you said, just the internet has changed all that, you know, like you said, they can get, you can get a more authentic conversation Listening to a podcast, you learn more about it. You spend more time with them. Right, long form. So, mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, that's a great point, man. Great. Uh, yeah, great point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, to bring it back, we're talking about, right, to, to kind of bring a full circle, 90s TV, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Howard Stern, the Howard Stern TV show. He yeah. had that at night. It was yeah. just a radio show. It was on the E! Channel, man. It was on the E! Channel. And then for a while, he had his own on-demand network. Uh which is really, they were TV shows, but they were really just commercials for you to listen to his radio show in the morning. Right. But the reason I bring it up is because Howard Stern, kind of, I don't want to say he created, but he, he really revolutionized that long-form interview where it was yep. an entire radio show with one guest. Mm-hmm. And the music and stuff would be in and out because it was a radio show or whatever. But he, he would have a celebrity guest on, and it would be off-the-wall conversation that you couldn't do on any other TV show. It felt more raw. It felt more authentic. You didn't know what people were going to say, and you can't do that anymore on late-night TV. So people don't don't go down that avenue for promotion. They go on the podcast. They'll go on uh, a a radio show with Howard Stern before they'll go on a late-night talk show. I think they should bring Howard Stern to TV and give him a late-night talk show. I know. It, it wouldn't be the same as it when he was younger and when he was a shock jock. Yeah. But I think he's so talented in just speaking with people. I think he'd yes. be a way better host than whatever popular comedian of the week they throw on these talk show hosts now. I think Howard Stern would be a great late-night talk show host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a great choice, man, too. Just, I used to love watching. I used to listen to him all the time on the radio. I used to love watching him. And that was pretty, you know, even like pioneering, like seeing someone speak. You know, see your radio show, and then they would broadcast it. Yep. They would edit it, you know, to a half hour, you know. Um, but on E, that was awesome, though. I remember, like, oh man, just like seeing them interact. I remember, like, one of my favorite uh, is when they had Fifty Cent on as a guest. That whole yep. thing, they, you know, him and his game shows, you know, and you know, yeah, you would have his the the Howard Stern whack pack on. I mean, like, not making it, but just the spectacle of seeing that on television. And yeah, but that show was so funny, man. And, and um. You know, I, I think we talked about our other our previous episode about like uh, funny comedians. Like I talked about Robin Quivers, and she's very funny. But you had um, oh my god, I didn't really like Jack the Joke Man. What's the other no, guy? You had Artie Lang. Thank you, PJ on fire. Yes, him. I love that guy. You know, I didn't I didn't dislike Jackie either. Um, yeah, I know. Artie I felt better. like he never really had uh, those. I don't know. Maybe his jokes didn't land for me. I just felt like Artie had like you know just man just just. Sheer wit. Well, and Artie was was a maniac. Unfortunately, yep. he had all those drug problems. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. He's still with us. Thankfully, he didn't die from his drug problems, but he's not nearly as mainstream or, or around anymore. But the thing with Jackie the Joke Man was a lot of his jokes 
wasn't being delivered by him. He just wrote them for Howard and gave them to Howard. Yeah. Howard would say the jokes, and Jackie yep. really didn't get the credit for what he was writing. Right. But that whole, the whole cast of people around Howard, you had Robin, you had yep. Jackie, you had Norm, you had Fred. Fred, yep. Fred was great. But then even some of the people in like the backstage, like Baba Booey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're a huge part of the show. Huge part of the show. And that's what makes it so good. Mm-hmm. And he gave us Beetlejuice. So, he, I mean, he wanted to add yeah. a few ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that was a, you know. And his show, I, I don't have serious, but I love seeing his clips on, uh, you know, on YouTube now. And, you know, and he's. And people hate on him because the show isn't the same anymore. But this guy's got, I mean, what, in his late 60s or something at this point? Yeah, exactly. He's not going to do the same shock jock show he did when he was in his 20s and 30s. Yeah, but I, I think he's grown organically, and I think his show when you see the clips are still great. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite parts, yeah, I think my favorite part about the show is his musical guests, and yeah. when they perform, I don't know who their sound engineer is, but they do an excellent job of recording yeah. them. But he's had real super gems on that show. I mean, I think probably, you know, I think it actually made the Foo Fighters even bigger, or made them a, what made them yeah. like. Uh, put cement in them as a permanent new band was they did ever long, you know, he always says about that Dave Grohl, how, but, um, I guess one of the more recent ones, I think I would recommend people check out online is, um, um, uh, is Lady Gaga. She does a piano version of, uh, um, uh, edge of glory. Edge of glory. I, I, I actually remember listening to that when it was on the show. I listened to it on the show yep. and then watched the video and it's great performance. Yep. And, um, I do like a lot of his songs. Um, Harry Styles, he does uh, Sledgehammer by, you know, Peter Gabriel. Yep. But holy crap. I mean, his version just, I mean, he plays a straight, it's a straight cover. It's not like different kind of, it's right. a replica, but they just own it. Awesome drummer. And uh, anyway, his the performances on that show, outstanding. But Howard, yeah, definitely a a, a master of, of what he does. Well, he's the king of all media. Yes. Yeah. So like, yes. Sensational. But uh, PJ, I think that might kind of wrap things up, man, for this special '90s uh, time machine episode. Um, You're right. Mm-hmm. But folks, if you are interested in maybe going back into the '90s with certain merchandise and things like that, check out PJ's comic book store. Uh, PJ, want to tell us a little more about it? Sure. Yeah, Cool Kids Comics and Toys, 2055 Hempstead Turnpike, East Meadow. We are hoping to open soon, and we do have tons of throwback and retro. Uh, items for sale in the shop when we open uh we have we actually have some old movies dvds we have comic books for sure but collectibles from all your favorite 90s tv shows uh and movies so when we open check us out on social media because there will be a ton of stuff that you're really going to want to check out and maybe even buy so we look forward to seeing you in the shop yeah and listeners uh thanks for you know joining us today and you know tell, tell your friends about us um Yeah, and we'll see you uh, same time, same table. Have a good one. Boys and girls, lunchtime is over. Please visit PJ and Mike's website, coolkidslunchtable.podbean.com for more information. Follow the boys on all social media apps. Just search Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast. Now get to class before you get detention.